having a very bad day. NFL Christmas didn't really go as we hoped. I was sad. I was defeated. I was I was I was I was downright depressed when the Cowboys took CeeDee Lamb at number 17. Today is Friday, April 24th. Last night was round one of the NFL draft. Just two days ago, I was saying how CeeDee Lamb is the best wide receiver, has Hall of Fame potential in my eyes. In Midnight Green, if he spent 10 years here, he would be our greatest wide receiver in franchise history. He'd be on Reggie Wayne, Torrey Holt, that level. But instead, we got to go up against him twice a year. We got to go up against him twice a year. If he went to any other team, this wouldn't hurt so bad. It really wouldn't. It's just the fact that he went to the Cowboys and that they did it out of spite. Out of spite. The Cowboys had so many different needs. Their defense is terrible. Their offensive line is falling apart. They decided to take him out of spite. It also is the correct pick for them to make, in all honesty. Like, this is a very good pick. If I were to grade it, which I have on a different show, I gave it an A. I think I gave it an A minus, actually. Because now, CeeDee Lamb is going up against the third best corner. They already had Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup. Both under contract for the next... Michael Gallup, I think, has three years left. Amari Cooper has five. They get CeeDee Lamb for five years. He's going up against the third or second best corner. Darius Slay can lock down Amari Cooper. We saw that last year when the Detroit Lions played the Dallas Cowboys. But what do we see in that game that they played? Michael Gallup had a terrific game against the Detroit Lions. Granted, our, our secondary, the Eagles secondary is better than the Detroit Lions, uh, excluding Slay. Sidney Jones is better than what the the Lions have. Uh, RNC is better than what the Lions have. But it hurts. It's like Christmas. We've been asking. Been asking for that PlayStation 4. Been asking for it for so long. We unwrap it. We got an Xbox One. Meanwhile, that jerk kid down the street that bullies us and takes our lunch money he got the PlayStation 4. We have all the more reason to be jealous. But I ain't going to call Jerry Jones a bully. When's the last time they've ever won anything? When's the last time that they've actually been a threat in the NFL? Every year they're a threat to us just because we play them twice a year. We're in the same division. But they they have not seriously contended for a championship in God knows how long. Maybe. You can maybe give them the Des Bryant year where Des Bryant caught it but he didn't, but he did. They just don't compete. They're an accident waiting to happen, which is great. Makes me happy. There is always something that will go wrong. Dak Prescott will mess this up. There's a reason he went in the fourth round. 
There is a reason. And it's not like Tom Brady, where Tom Brady, he was just unathletic. Still is. He can't run. There's no reason for Dak Prescott to have fallen to the fourth round. So, but there is that reason, you know? So what is that reason? That reason is he's not a good quarterback. He is not capable of playing at an MVP level. And we're going to see that this year. He might get himself into the race. He has no re- He has no excuse not to be in the MVP race now. Throwing to Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, CeeDee Lamb, handing the ball off to Ezekiel Elliott. He has no excuse to not be in the MVP conversation. But he's not going to get it. Dallas may make it to the playoffs. They ain't going to win anything. Because that defense, that the rest of the team is really anemic. Other than the offensive skill players. And they're going to be putting so much weight into Dak Prescott's shoulders. And he will simply, he will simply choke. In the great words of Stephen A. Smith. How about them Cowboys? They're going to find a way to mess this up. They always do. Let's look on the brighter side. Four picks later, Howie Roseman finally got on the board. He got us Jalen Rager. Wide receiver out of TCU. The only reason I am not brimming with excitement is because I had my heart set on C.D. Lamb for the past two weeks, which I should not have done. It is my own fault. There are too many variables in the draft where I should have been excited. I'm not going to blame myself for getting excited, but I had in my mind decided that C.D. Lamb was going to be an eagle, and that was my first mistake. We got Jalen Rager. Jalen Rager, 5'11". He he plays at around 205, his weight. At, his comp, at the combine, he ran a disappointing 4-4. He does not play at a 4-4. He plays a lot closer to his pro days 40 time of 4-2-2 or 4-2-8. That is what they clocked him at. That was by hand, so there's some discrepancy. But he's in that neighborhood. That that was he ran once. One guy got four two two, the other got four two eight. He's in that he he's he's a four two guy. He is. He is a four two guy. He is the only college football player to have been clocked at twenty two miles an hour. He had the highest top speed. I believe it was twenty two. I there was a decimal in there. He is fast. And that's not all he can do. He's not the best route runner, of course. There's a reason, you know, he didn't go number one overall. He's got his flaws. But he's a he's good route runner. He can play at all three levels, which is what I wanted at the end of the day. Everything I wanted from C.D. Lamb, we're basically going to get from Jalen Rager. He may not have the ability to get those one-handed catches like C.D. Lamb. But that 5'11 guy, he, he said last night after getting drafted. Or it might have even been this morning. I'm 5'11, but I play like I'm 6'4. Damn right he does. Damn right. He makes a lot of great jump ball catches. 
makes a lot of really physical plays. He's got a 42-inch vertical. 42 inches. Unreal. He is a stellar athlete. He is better than the Deshaun Jackson that we drafted. He's stronger than him. He's probably just as fast. The, the speed is really close. But he's stronger. He's more physical. He's great at those jump ball catches. Great at them. I'm so excited that Jalen Rager is in Midnight Green. I just have to, all I have to do is I just have to get C.D. Lamb out of my head. Scientifically speaking, he's bad now. He's a bad football player. Just because he's on the Dallas Cowboys, he's a bad football player. In my mind. But. We're going to talk a little bit more about the draft. We're going to talk about some different teams, some different picks. There were... There was a lot less trading than I expected. And I think that's just because of how good this draft is. Teams got on the clock and they're like, like, this is our guy. Do we want to trade back and sacrifice not getting him, even though it is like a really deep draft? Like, people still want their guy. And it just so happened that this year, there were more people for people to fall in love with. That's why Howie wasn't able to trade up. He would have had to give up the number 53 pick, and I don't think he should have done that, and I'm glad that he stayed put. Sure, we would have forgotten about giving up that second-round pick and you know, by, the, by week one. We would have forgotten about it, but it's, it's just not necessary. Jalen Rager is also a special talent. Carson Wentz is going to make Jalen Rager into a superstar. He may not get the national attention just because it's the Eagles, it's Philadelphia. They hate giving us attention. But Jalen Rager is going to be good enough to be one. He's going to be good enough to be a national superstar. He's going to be in that T.Y. In that Hilton category. May not make it up to Michael Thomas. May not make it up to DeAndre Hopkins level. But he, he will be in that T.Y. Hilton category where he is a well-respected threat. Defensive coordinators will lose sleep over him because he is good enough to play at all three levels and to score from all three levels. He can take a screen to the house. He can take a simple out route to the house. He can take an intermediate uh, route to the house. And he can just beat you on a go route, hit you with a post. He can play at all levels. And he has pretty good hands. There's a lot of worries about his hands because he had either the first or second highest drop rate out of all the wide receivers getting drafted this year. But he played with eight different quarterbacks over three years. Eight. This whole past year, he played with a freshman quarterback. Of those eight quarterbacks, only one made it to the NFL. He was not drafted. And he was cut a month after being signed. He has been very successful despite every all of the chaos around him. He's DeAndre Hopkins-like in that regard. DeAndre Hopkins was an all-pro wide receiver despite getting throws from Brock Osweiler, Brian Hoyer, Tom Savage. DeAndre Hopkins had, I, had a two-touchdown game with Tom Savage throwing to him. Jalen Rager had the same situation. 
Jalen Rager is our guy. He's got that game-breaking speed. But now, let's recap the rest of the first draft, or the first round of the draft. We're going to speed through the first three. Joe Burrow, Chase Young, Jeff Okuda to the Bengals, Redskins, Lions, respectively. No-brainer picks. Jeff Okuda, great corner. Chase Young, he's going to be scary. Joe Burrow, great, great quarterback. Now number four, Andrew Thomas tackle out of Georgia. I was upset with this pick. That's the right pick by the Giants. It truly is. Andrew Thomas is the best run-blocking tackle. He's a, he's a really good pass protector. He, he is truly worth being four overall. I really wanted them to take Isaiah Simmons because Andrew Thomas will make them that much better of a team than Isaiah Simmons would. Then number five, the Miami Dolphins. Tua Tagalo... Tua. I, I, I really need to learn how to pronounce his last name. I'm very happy that the Dolphins went to it. They didn't mess it up. But at the same time, I'm really upset because if they take Justin Herbert, then that sets off the chain reaction of that would have led to CeeDee Lamb being an eagle. Because then the Chargers, at the very least, would have traded down. The Cardinals might have traded. It, it would have caused this big chain reaction of trades because everyone, because the Chargers wanted Herbert. And then they were willing to trade down. And then everyone's trying to trade up, and then people are trying to... It would have led to that shuffle. But good picks by both Dolphins and Chargers. They got their QBs. Derek Brown to the Panthers. That's a very good pick for them. They didn't mess it up. I thought they were going to go Isaiah Simmons because Isaiah Simmons matches a lot of what Matt Rule wants out of the Panthers. They want to play fast. They want to play flashy. But they went with Derek Brown. Derek Brown, who I think can be a defensive player of the year. Reminds me a lot of Fletcher Cox in a way. The way he is able to do both. We see a lot of tackles. They can only rush the passer. They can only run run stuff. Derek Brown can do both. After him, Arizona Cardinals, Isaiah Simmons. I was immediately worried by this pick. Not because of the marriage but because the Cardinals reported him as an outside linebacker. In a 3-4, he would be expected to rush the passer, which is something he cannot do. Now the Cardinals' uh, official roster lists him as an inside linebacker. That's better. It's a lot better. Then after that, C.J. Henderson to the Jaguars. Very solid pick. C.J. Henderson's a very, very good corner. I know uh, the Atlanta Falcons were really upset to see C.J. Henderson go. Then Jedrick Wills, a very good tackle to the Browns. And then Mekhi Becton, the riskiest pick in this whole, second riskiest pick in this whole draft, goes to the New York Jets. They're, they're going to have their hands full. So could those pass rushers in the AFC East. It, he, he's going to be a project, but he has so much potential. Then at number 12, not a surprise to see the Las Vegas Raiders go wide receiver, but it was a surprise that they went with Henry Ruggs. Henry Ruggs, Alabama, speedster, game-breaking speed, was anticipated to break John Ross's record at the Combine for fastest 40 time. Unfortunately, came up a little lame, tweaking his hamstring, so he didn't get to see that. Game-breaking speed. 
Las Vegas Raiders get their guy. Then the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they trade up with the San Francisco 49ers to get Tristan Wirfs. Excellent pick. Tristan Wirfs might be the best pass protector in this class. Love his footwork. He's big, strong, plays with that mean streak. Love that. He's going to be a great fit in Tampa. But then the 49ers are the kings of trading back one pick. Traded back one with the for Solomon Thomas and Mitchell Trubisky that trade. Traded back one pick here. They take Javon Kinlaw. Replace DeForest Buckner with Javon Kinlaw. That's a great move by them. They trade him off for the 13. Just keep the pipeline going. That's a great pick. Then we got Jerry Judy to the Denver Broncos. Drew Locke is going to he's going to put some people on notice. He is where he's going to be a good fantasy quarterback. Once you're in those late rounds, you know, you need that second or third quarterback, you know, take your backup and then maybe take a flyer on someone. Drew Locke. Drew Locke. It's got Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Melvin Gordon, Philip Lindsay, Noah Fant. That's a, that's an offense. That's an offense. Then after that, AJ Terrell to the Falcons. I feel bad for the Falcons. They were trying so hard to trade up. And it was just that no one was willing. They they really wanted one of these defensive superstars. And they got a good corner. AJ Terrell's good. It's a it's a it's a bit of a reach, to say the least. But they got their guy. It's not always about drafting the best player, it's about drafting the right player. After that, we have we're not gonna talk about that pick. We're not gonna talk about any more. Not gonna not one more word about who was taking a 17. Then at 18, we got the Miami Dolphins taking Austin Jackson tackle out of USC. Very, very good pick. They they might have been able to get him with their next pick. Maybe not, because the Tennessee Titans did take well well, they did take a tackle. But they got their guy to protect Tua, which is going to be so important. Taking a quarterback with a long injury history, despite only missing four games. Tua has only missed four games, but he's been banged up a lot. So it's good that they're investing in that offensive line. Then the Raiders, Damon Arnett, cornerback out of Ohio State. This one was the biggest surprise and took the broadcasters by the best surprise I was surprised. I don't know why I was. This is the same regime that took Klein Farrell at four. They don't draft the best player. They draft the right player. And Damon Arnett, we're going to be hearing that name. I just know it. Mike Mayock and John Gruden have been such a good tandem. They're such a good pair. How do you trade away Amari Cooper and Khalil Mack and win those trades? No other GM can do that. Bill O'Brien certainly can't do it. I, I just have too much trust in the in that in those two, in Mike Mayock and in John Gruden. To to, to even think twice about this pick. They they got their guy. Then at 20, might have been the steal of this draft, honestly. Kayla Von Chazon, defensive end out of LSU. I'm glad he didn't make it to us because I didn't. I did not want Howie thinking twice. If we took a defensive end, I would have been furious, absolutely furious. The city would have been in flames. 
But we got our guy. And Jacksonville got theirs. Then at 21, we know all about Jalen Rager already. Throw on the tape on him. Fire up the YouTube videos. Search TCU versus any opponent. You'll find some good tape. Then at 22, this is probably one of the more heated talking points for us. Justin Jefferson to Minnesota. I personally, I'm not a big Justin Jefferson fan. Justin Jefferson, to me, is you're at a bar. You and your friends, you're looking, you're look, you're you're surfing the bar. You're looking for people to to take home. All your friends, they see they see a girl, and they're like, "Oh, yo, yo you gotta go, you gotta you gotta go talk to her. You gotta talk to her. Come on, come on, come on." And you just don't see it. You don't see it. They think she is a ten, but you think that she is she is a seven or a six. Not to be too crude. I don't like the I don't like using this analogy, but it is a popular analogy when people understand. Justin Jefferson has the gaudy stats. First in receptions, second in touchdowns, third in re- uh, receiving yards. Can't do much better than that. But at the end of the day, it's about what you see on tape. Yes, he's yes he has beaten the best in college, but is that the best for what we need? We're not looking for the best player. We're looking for the right player. I don't think Je- Justin Jefferson is the right player. He's good. He's going to he's going to do well in Minnesota next to Adam Thielen. But he is not the right player for the Philadelphia Eagles. We need a game-breaking speed. Justin Jefferson does not have that. Jalen Rager has game-breaking speed. Then we got 23, L.A. Chargers. They traded up with New England for Kenneth Murray, linebacker, Oklahoma. He's a stud. He's the only pick other than Jalen Rager and Justin Jefferson that I would have been okay with. If we had taken Brandon Ayuk instead of Kenneth Murray, I would have been upset. Kenneth Murray's a stud. Then we got Camden Native. To the New Orleans Saints, Cesar Ruiz, center. Eagles showed a lot of interest in him because of how good he is. This is a pick that makes me, it, it irks me. New Orleans Saints are already so good. They make a great pick here. Sure, they could have taken a linebacker in Patrick Queen or Jordan Brooks. Taken a corner in Noah, in Noah for, out of Auburn. Could have taken Jeff Gladney, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Bunch of different ways they could have gone because they're that good of a team. They don't have many holes. But they went with the future at one of the most important positions in the game. Then the 49ers, they traded up with Minnesota to get Brandon Ayuk. He's a good pick for them. He's going to do well there. He's going to do well. I'm not the biggest Ayuk fan. But that's just because of the surrounding talent right there at 25 with all those other wide receivers off the board. I'm a Brandon Ayuk fan. That's a fact. Then at 26, shocking, shocking trade. Made me sad. The Green Bay Packers traded up with the Miami Dolphins for quarterback Jordan Love. Made me sad. Aaron Rodgers' days are officially numbered. It's currently 37. 
money-wise, he is going to be he is a hundred percent going to be a Green Bay Packer for two more years. And this is a league where we we have we already have two over forty quarterbacks in Tom Brady and in Drew Brees. I think Aaron Rodgers could be a third. And it's just it it's sad that we are going to see Aaron Rodgers in a different uniform. It's going to be like Michael Jordan in the Wizards uniform. It's going to be like Brett Favre in a Vikings or a Jets uniform. Brian Dawkins in a Broncos uniform. It's sad. But Jordan Love, he's he's got a lot of talent. He he sitting for 2 years, that's scary. And I'm very jealous of the Green Bay Packers. They have not had to worry about a quarterback in damn near 30 years. It is unreal. They have just had such a great transition, quarterback to quarterback to quarterback. Jordan Love, he's the future. Bravo. It, it, it's it's awful for Aaron Rodgers. They, they should have taken a wide receiver or a running back or something to help him. But they didn't. And it is what it is. Then the Seattle Seahawks, they did not trade out for the first time in eight years. They take Jordan Brooks out of Texas Tech. Then the Ravens take Patrick Queen, linebacker out of LSU. I think Patrick Queen is the better of these two. Patrick Queen is a stud. I wouldn't go as far as Lamar Jackson has gone and calling him Ray Lewis Jr. But he's a stud. Then we got Isaiah Wilson, tackle out of Georgia. Andrew Thomas's running mate going to the Tennessee Titans. Good pick for them. Replace Jack Conklin. Then the Miami Dolphins. They take a cornerback out of Auburn. I, I, I feel bad being unable to pronounce his last name. And I don't I do not want to do the disrespect of butchering it. But Noah, Noah I, I'll call him. Igbin the Kingpin. Both his parents are Olympians. They perform uh they competed for, for Nigeria. He he is uber athletic and that how can you be the child of two Olympians and also be an athlete and not know about hard work? I think that's a very good pick for the Miami Dolphins. Then at 31, after that trade down with San Francisco, uh, the Minnesota Vikings take Jeff Gladney, cornerback out of TCU. He's, he's a good corner. He's really good. But then what might have been my favorite Non-Eagles pick in this draft, uh, out of the second half of this draft, because obviously, you know, you can't compare the first half to the second half of the first round. The Kansas City Chiefs, Big Red, Andy Reid. They took Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I, he is my favorite running back in this whole class, coming from LSU. Kansas City GM told Andy Reid to throw on the, throw on the tape. You're going to see a little bit of Brian Westbrook. Andy Reid's like, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll throw it on us. Let's see. He goes back to the GM. This dude's better than Brian Westbrook, he says. I can't say I can't say he's wrong. Obviously, it might be a little premature. 
but Clyde Edwards Hilaire is that dude. He deserves to be the first running back taken. 100%. He should be a fourth-round fantasy pick this year as a rookie. He's going to be like Kareem Hunt. Andy Reid loves his running backs, especially when they can do it all, like Clyde Edwards Hilaire. He can break tackles. He can break ankles. He can catch the ball, runs good routes. He may be small, but he plays like he is. He, he plays with the same physicality as Derrick Henry. He looked, Clyde Edwards Hilaire often looks like he wants to hit people more than Derrick Henry does. Derrick Henry can play a little soft sometimes. That's, that's the one thing holding him back from being a downright dominant Hall of Fame running back. Clyde Edwards Hilaire is not soft. And the Chiefs got a damn lot better. So now, today we got rounds two and three coming up. The Eagles are going to be picking again at number 53. And then again at 103. Only got two picks. So, you know, can't complain. You know, it's two rounds. But we got two picks, number 53 and 103. At 53, I'm really hoping we take a cornerback. I'm really hoping that we take a cornerback, especially, again, everything that Dallas did. We do not have the cornerbacks for that. No one in this division has the cornerbacks to compete with that. It's it's going to be difficult. This new Cowboys team reminds me a lot of Giants, of recent Giants teams. Remember when the Giants had this super high-powered offense? They were throwing the ball. Ding, ding, ding. Scoring touchdowns like crazy. But now? Well, but then? They had an awful defense. They couldn't protect Eli Manning at all. Had The whole reason they had to get the ball out so fast and to Odell Beckham was because if they tried to hold on to it, he'd get hit. He'd get sacked. They have their weaknesses, and we are well-equipped to take advantage of those weaknesses. But we need a cornerback. I'm talking Kristen Fulton if he's available. Out of LSU, six foot, 200 pounds. Jalen Johnson out of Utah, six foot, 190. Kristen Fulton, he's, he's big, he's fast, he's smart. He's a good technician. And he's played for a long time, too. He did well at the Senior Bowl. Jalen Johnson, aggressive. He can can play man very well. And he's sticky. Does great at staying to the hips. If we don't come away with a cornerback, I'm going to be very concerned. I'm already a little concerned. But I will be very concerned because the this is a two-team division race. The Giants made a very good pick, and so did the Redskins. Can't They did very well. Can't deny that. But it's not enough for them to compete with the Eagles. It's just not yet. But we can't, we can't let them back in this. All these teams are just a player or two away, just like we are a player or two away from a Super Bowl. They're a player or two away from a a division championship. 
So we need to get a cornerback at some point today, if not in the second round. I, I, I'll be a little annoyed if we go a different direction in the second round, but then if we get it in the third, I'll be better. I'll be happy. Go with someone like Bryce Hall. I just hope we get a corner because we, we need three good corners again. I like Will Parks, and I like Jalen Mills, but I don't want them covering CeeDee Lamb. I hope Sidney Jones can put in a great campaign. This is no indictment on Sidney Jones. I think he's going to have a breakout year. But we need someone else. I don't like relying on having like a dedicated nickel cornerback. I want three cornerbacks that can play outside. Because that is something that that is a formation that the Cowboys can run. Throw a tight end in the slot. Then have three out wide. Get real fancy. Put Ezekiel Elliott in the slot. I ain't worried about the slot. I'm worried about the wide receivers. Jalen Mills and Will Parks, they'll they'll take care of the tight ends and running backs. We got to worry about the corners. But I th- Howie knows what he's doing. He, he's the one thing he doesn't do is make stupid decisions. You can argue that the Alshon Jeffrey guaranteeing his contract might not have been the best decision. It, it, it was not It was not a good decision. It's unfortunate that all that money is now being wasted. May not even play this year. Sucks. I feel bad for Alshon. He wasn't the one talking bad about Carson. I'll guarantee you that. What wide receiver complains about checkdowns, especially when Alshon ain't running checkdown routes? It'd be one thing if Alshon was in the flat a lot where he's getting passed down because Carson Wentz is looking downfield. Carson Wentz is looking downfield. He's looking for Alshon. Alshon's going to be like, he's looking for me too much. Get out of here. Might have been Nelly. Nelly was curt with the media all year. Once that catching babies like Aguilar thing, he he was he was rude. I'm not gonna say he was rude. Cause he was justified. We were attacking him. He deserved to be attacked. Attacked. But he was rude. And I could I I would not think twice that he was the guy that spoke bad about Carson Wentz. Another possibility was that I was a defensive player. Some people, I've been seeing some people theorize it, it was a certain defensive back that was, was well-respected and is no longer here. It makes sense. He, that particular, I don't want to say his name because I don't want to, I don't want to say that I'm thinking this. I think it was Nelson Aguilar. Other people think that this defensive back that is no longer with us, but still in the NFC. Makes sense. He's a defensive player. He was pushy. He he pushed people to be their best. But at the same time, there were times where he could be a little short-sighted with things. We saw during the Vikings game. He he was that that player was making some very key mistakes. And it just and other people took the hit for it. 
wasn't Alshon, though. Guarantee you that. If Alshon gets a chance to play in an Eagles uniform again, he's going to do good. He's going to do a lot better than he did last year. And he deserves every opportunity to be welcomed back into this city. It's unfair the way that he's been treated. And I I feel so bad for him. But as long as he keeps his if he keeps his chin up and keeps working and keeps grinding, what's that what's not to like? You're gonna be mad with a wide receiver that wants to win. And I'd love to see him get back to that confidence level. The I'm gonna be playing in the Super Bowl next year when he was with the Browns or with the Bears. I want that back from him. And I think that drop against New Orleans in the playoffs really affected that. And I feel bad for him. Alshon Jeffrey is good. He's a great compliment to Jalen Rager and Deshaun Jackson. I just hope he can find the field because we're going to need him. We are going to need Alshon Jeffrey, like it or not. This division is not going to be an easy win. This is not the AFC East yet. Might not ever be. It could be. Doug Peterson and the Eagles are close to turning this into the AFC East. If they can put it together this year, they can win the division again. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. Because all these new coaches, they're going to they're gonna be spinning. They're already spinning. Their wheels are spinning in mud because of all this co- coronavirus stuff. We have such an advantage. They can't. They have to do meetings over Zoom about learning the offense. That's no way to learn football. That's no way to learn plays. You learn by doing. And the Eagles have such an advantage in that regard. And yes, we have a lot of new coaches. But they all look to the same guy, Dougie Peterson. So we have a lot of reasons to feel good. But we should not feel invincible. We should be excited, but we got to watch our back. Just like after that Super Bowl year, 2018, had the target on our backs. We have a target on our back right now with the rest of the division. They're gunning for us, especially Dallas. You saw the smile on Jerry Jones' face after he picked CD. It's a big middle finger to all of Philadelphia. I can't blame him. Because it was the right pick. He knows our weakness. That is our weakest positional group. The defensive backs. He came right after us. There's gonna, he's going to keep coming for us. We just have to beat the life out of him. Have to beat the life out of him. And I think they're putting together the group of guys to do that. Darius Slay, Will Parks, Jalen Mills, the safety. Recently got a diamond in his tooth. He's a dog. Now add Jalen Rager. He's a dog. We got a lot of things to be excited about. And that's going to be it for this episode. I didn't even introduce myself at all. Wow. My name's Jordan Malik, and this is On the Fence. Thank you so much for joining and for listening. I really just jumped right into it today. Wow. 
thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate if you could share the podcast if you like what you're hearing. Hit me up on Twitter at O-T-F-J-O-R-D-O-N, O-T-F Jordan. Be aware there's two O's. Named after my grandfather Gordon, technically. So hit me up. Let me know what you think. I want to know. How are you feeling now after the first night of the draft? What corners do you want us to take? Or if you think there's a different position, what linebacker do you want? God knows we need a linebacker. Any offensive lineman you got your eye on? Hit me up at OTF Jordan. Thank you so much. I'll be back with you on Monday to talk a lot more about the draft. Have a great day.